Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are excited that you can join us for today's broadcast. And if you are a return listener, that means that you listen to Key Radio. And we just want to give a shout out to Key Radio for all of their work in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ in Utah County and throughout the state of Utah. And we want to thank you for tuning in to Shouts of Grace on a weekly basis and remind you that if you have missed any past episodes, you can go on to shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can get all of the past broadcasts as well as the ability to drop us a note of encouragement or correction or maybe a suggestion for a, for, for a show that you think would be a great, uh, a great addition to, to what's already there. Um, and also, if you are a return listener, we want to thank you so much for your support of Shouts of Grace, and we hope it is a blessing to you on a weekly basis and remind you that Shouts of Grace is a radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. And if you don't have a home church or a place you call home church and you reside somewhere in the northern Utah County area, we'd love to have you come by and say hi. You can go to our website at rhutah.church and you can get all the instructions on when we meet, the place we meet, and how to get there as well. And so um, I'm excited today to have in studio a friend of mine um, who is going to be I'm planting a church here not too long, Mr. Mike Cunningham. How's that is it going? the kindest intro I think I've ever gotten, so thank you. That's okay, man. I, I, I enjoy I enjoy having you here. I enjoy seeing you on Sundays and your family, and just a huge blessing, man. So, well, again, a shout to Redemption Hill. It's been a great place to, for us to worship while we're on deck to yeah. do our thing, and, and again, we've been very welcomed, and it's, it's a wonderful church. Yeah, and we're excited to team up with you and partner up with you, and Whatever ways that we possibly can to expand God's kingdom through what, what what's what's the name? Have you decided on the name? I mean, I'm in Vineyard, so Vineyard City Church is okay. the current. You know, I like yeah. the, I'm the community church guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Well, we look forward it's, to hearing. Sounds better than you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Is there a church name that hasn't been taken? No, there's not. And if and if you and if you try and make one up, it's going to be weird. So um, yeah. I just I figured <laughs> that one is a lot confusing. Yeah. Pe- people that try to be authentic in that area, they end up picking some like weird, you know, name that people are just like, what in the world were they thinking? Yeah, choose a Greek <laughs> word or a Hebrew word yeah. or just, you know, just something that's unintelligible. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like Vineyard City Church. There you go. There you go. Plain and simple. Well, anyway, I, I appreciate you being on, um, on the show today and, and you're, uh, you're, a. uh, a return guest and, and you'll be a return guest I'm sure for 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 years to come or as long as we're on here but what I want to do today Mike is is I want us to go through an entire book of the Bible love it in in just a matter of 20 some odd minutes and what mm-hmm. I'm talking about is the book of Jude and 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 the reason for that is the book of Jude has some really strong language yes. it has some some very poignant um, you know, descriptions and, 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 and frankly, in today's day and world, uh, in, in today's day and age where, where the word love has been redefined, any insinuation that there might be a, a wrath or there might be, um, 
aside to the gospel that um, is anything other than an all-accepting, all-embracing, all-inclusive love is just an affront to to the human mind. People have changed this this idea. But the reality is, um, we know, as you know, that if the gospel is the good news, it's in it's good because there is some unfortunate bad news right. if we don't accept it. And so what I want to do is I want to read through this, and then I want you to kind of help us unpack this, and we'll kind of go through. So Jude chapter 1, verse 1, for our listeners, if you're following along, you can grab a Bible. It says, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ, uh, the brother of James, to whom are called beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus who saved a people out of the land of Egypt afterwards destroyed those who did not believe and the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling. He has kept in eternal chains chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of that great day just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the and the surrounding cities which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desires served as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire yet in the like manner these people also relying on their dreams defiling the flesh reject authority and blasphemy the glorious ones but when the archangel michael contending with the devil was disputing about the body of moses he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment but said the lord rebuke you but these people blasphemy all day long that they do not what they do not understand and they are destroyed by all that they, like unreasoning animals, understand instinctively, woe to them. For they walked in the way of Cain and abandoned themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. These are hidden reefs at your love feasts, as the as they feast with you without fear, shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds swept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted wild waves of the sea casting up the foam of their own shame wandering stars from whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever it also it was also sorry about these that enoch the seventh from adam prophesied saying behold the lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way and all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, malcontents following their own sinful desires. They are loud mouth boasters showing favoritism to, to gain advantage. But you must remember beloved the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you in the last times will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit, but you beloved building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God waiting for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ 
that leads to eternal life and have mercy on those who doubt save others by snatching them out of the fire to others show mercy with with fear having even the garments stained by the flesh now to him who was able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory majesty dominion and authority before all time and now and forever amen that is a mouthful it is and it is a full <laughs> you just did a whole bur- we just did a whole book <laughs> we did and you just dropped the mic there <laughs> that's right walk away God said it that's that settles it um you know there's there's a lot of things in here and it would take us a long time to unpack everything but but one of the things that stands out to me mike is is the idea that there is a punishment there is a judgment contrary to what the world likes to likes to think there is a judgment for when a person rejects jesus christ talk about that and this idea that society thinks well what kind of god would 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 do something like that well again i this is a drum i have to beat a lot where you know with i talk about even though you know God's on the throne, you can't displace God, but we think we can. We try to say, I want, this is my life. This is, uh, this is about, religion is about me. It's about, I'm going to pick one that is going to, you know, get me what I want. It's going to make me feel good about myself. I'm just going to line them all up and I'm just going to, you know, hey, maybe even recreate your own, you know, take the best parts of each one to kind of suit your preferences and your convenience. And then you can just um, feel all spiritual about that. And the fact of the matter is, is that 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 doesn't work. I mean, that's a, that's a worship of self. And when you look at our culture, um, there's there's a, the official kind of uh, you know sociologists say that the American religion is really pragmatism. And about ten years ago, five ten years ago, there was a a, um, a term called moralistic therapeutic deism that came out that just basically said people are moral, kind of theistic. You know, you know, but it's about feeling good and doing good things and God's going to sort it out. And, and there's not really uh, it depersonalizes God. And and so as we're going into, you know, through our culture right now, that's the lens that our culture is looking at the Bible or all culture, you know, uh, at the moment. And and so what happens is it puts again, it puts us in the position of authority. That's why when you say, well, God can't really expect anything from me. Well, can he? I mean, I think when you when you search scripture and when you put when you see God through the lens of who he really is, he is, you know, he is the creator of all. He is the ruler of all. He and this is this is all we are his handiwork. We are beholden to him. And that's a very unpopular view because we like to think of it as, you know, we are kind of reasoning up and we're reasoning side, you know, we're reasoning side to side and maybe reasoning up. He's expecting down. Yeah. And and I think that that's that gets lost in in translation. So what happens is Jude is a reminder to us about who is in control here. Yeah. What's what's this all about? What what is our responsibility as Christians? Um, And and again, there is an exclusivity element here where not everyone believes we can't it cannot be good news all the time as much as we wish it it was. Um, And and what happens is he has a word of, of, he talks about contending. He, he, he opens up with uh, a charge, a challenge, and, and then kind of lays it out from there. Yeah, he says, he actually says, hey, I, I was eager, meaning I really wanted to write about this common salvation. I wanted to talk about right. the, the love that we all have in Christ. Right. And, but he said, I, I found it necessary to appeal to you to contend earnestly for the faith that was once in delivered 
to 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 the saints and so what i want to do mike is is on the other side of this break i want us to talk about that what what is it we're contending for and why right. is it that there's this need that jude says you got to contend for this faith and he says because there's people that have perverted the grace of god Absolutely. and so let's talk more about that you're listening to shouts of grace join us we'll be right back after this You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back. Uh, We are glad you're with us today. I have a friend of mine in studio, Mike Cunningham. And Mike, we're talking about the book of Jude, the whole entire book in just 20 minutes. And we're in kind of the first couple verses in this idea of judgment. But before the break, we talked about um, this idea that Jude wants to write about the love of God, the commonality of our faith. But he says, but I have to turn the corner here and we have to talk about this need to contend earnestly for the faith because people have perverted the grace of God. Mike, what say ye on that? Because that is a huge thing in our culture, isn't it? It is. We like the good news. And, and, and I'm sorry, the gospel is the good news. But I mean, I guess we want more as people, you know, you know, our sinful nature, you know, you, it's like we've been given this amazing gift. I mean, what more could God do? You know, crucifixion on the cross, forgiveness of our sins. And yet people still reject. They still, uh, they, they still want more. They want to be able to uh, either, you know, live as they, as they wish. And then we talk about the perversion of grace is that um, it's not a license. You know, there's, um, you know, there's uh, legalism, there's license. You know, these are two things that, that kind of get the two L words that um, that get, you know, when we're really looking for liberty. God gives us liberty. He gives us freedom, but also forgiveness. But the two L's that get in the way of that one is, you know, liberty. Is, I mean, sorry, license is I'm going to do what I want. I pray a prayer, do, do my thing. And then legalism is I can earn my salvation. And so what you get in, you know, what Jude is really doing here is he's kind of honing in and talking about, you know, keeping our eyes on Jesus, keeping our eyes on grace, because it's, again, we're not given license to just to do what we want. We're not given, um, you know, God is in control. God is sovereign. And, and, you know, that's not always popular to, uh, to preach. You certainly uh, don't always get the good pat on the back as a pastor when you have to preach. Uh, you know, the hard truths, but, but nonetheless, contending for the faith, being willing to stand up and, and preach the word of God as it is, let Mm -hmm. it speak for itself. And it's not up to me or you to flower it up or improve it or make it more palatable. Because what happens is when you preach the word of God faithfully, sometimes it changes lives because it pierces through it, it exposes sin it allows people to get right with God. And if you, if you soften it too much, it uh, loses that power and that opportunity. That, that's right. And you know, when we talk about the perversion of grace, I think a lot of times we, we think of it in first century context where it's like, okay, uh, Judaizers that came in and they perverted grace and they try to bring you in bondage to the law. But here Jude seems to allude to a different type of perversion of grace because he talks about people who are religious devoid of the spirit, who are actually doing all these ungodly things. He says they're 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 giving into the worldly people devoid of the spirit. They're giving into ungodly passions, following their scoffers, they're following their own way. 
while they're spots in your love feast. So they're in you, among you, but they got this licentious lifestyle. And, and that's actually a perversion of grace as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And so interesting, Mike, when, as, as he kind of goes down here, that, then he gives a challenge and he says um, in verse 20, he says, but you, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God. When you're talking about building yourself up in your most holy faith, what does that mean? And I have to be careful here because a lot of times, you know, I don't want to get us too much into a works-based religion, you know, a a merit-based salvation. But just because Jesus paid it all doesn't mean we give nothing Hmm. that, that there, that, um, there, there's, there's the whole philosophical theological debate there that we could take 10 episodes on, but like in, in short, I think that what we have to understand is that that's what people, some people think that like, I pray a prayer, I give nothing, God's got it, no, no big deal, that, that he is not righteous, he is not holy, he is, he's just kind of permissive with me. And, and again, that's, it, it takes that perspective to really create these results because if someone really saw God for who he is and, and as powerful as he is, I believe that we would have a desire to give God our best. That, that, you know, the word term sanctification talks about being a little, you know, becoming, conforming to his image, conforming to his nature. And while we're here on earth, we look a little bit more like him. We make this place a little bit more like heaven because of, because of our presence, because, mm. and, and not under our own, own power. And again, this is so important in my context is because God's with me. I lean on God. Mm. I, you know, I don't reach to him like some faraway deity. He is in my, you know, he's, I've received him as my savior. He is Holy Spirit indwells in me. Right. He guides me. Um, and he, uh, and, and he, and, um, make, helps me, you know, in that process of that sanctification process, mm. what we're, what you're seeing here in, in what he's describing is, is just a lack of sanctification whatsoever. Yeah. And in fact, it might even help, you know, the word he used there, build yourself up in your most holy faith. It's a Greek word that's epoikodomeo. And what mm. it means is to build there on. In mm-hmm. other words, it, it, it's not insinuating that you're just fabricating something from nothing. Right. It's talking about building on something. And when I think of that, I think of 1 Corinthians 3, when, my, when, when Paul is talking and he talks about there's no other foundation that can be laid other than that foundation, which is Christ Jesus. Therefore, let every man be careful how he builds thereon, right? And, and, and to your point, Mike, I think sometimes people think, you know, Christianity is God does everything. Close your eyes, you'll wake up one day in heaven and it's all him. But the truth is we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, right? For it's God who works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. But there is a foundation that's laid in Christ. We can't lay the foundation. But Paul says, be careful how you build on it, because there is things we contribute to the building of our life that God has given us the power of his Holy Spirit. So the excellency and the powers of God, not of us, but we do have responsibility to build and to be careful in how we build. And I think what Jude is alluding to here is, hey, there are people that that perverted the grace of God. They don't care about their lives. They don't care about what they build. And frankly, they don't even know God because they're devoid of the spirit. And so when he says, though, therefore, keep yourselves in the love of God, that's an indictment on the people he's talking about because the love of God is nowhere in them. 
And how sad is that, Mike, when we find ourselves in Revelation 2 in the church of Ephesus where we're doing all the things religion commands and we've left our first love. That's right. And again, what these actions show is someone who doesn't get it. Because if you get it, I mean, if you have any understanding, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna, you're gonna understand that you're not gonna just live however you want to live and have no expectation and that it, that's not the the kind of thing. I mean, and again, I'm being I always beating this drum because I'm I'm being very careful. On the one hand, it's not an image of I do I'm I'm on this quest. I do everything I possibly can, and then maybe God might throw me a bone and help me out. It's it's a it's a he empowers me. I wake up every day and I say, God, and this is this is apologetics one on one. I was just listening to a, a a podcast this week where he talked about 21st century apologetics is just going to be about people living unabashedly for Christ because the information will come, but they we need to see more character. We need to see more, um, you know, lifestyle in in this. And again, it's it comes down to, um, you, it's I I wake up every morning and I write God a blank check. I say, God, my life, my conduct, my finances, where I live, what I do, that's all for you. And when you do that, God is, you will receive the most grace you've ever received. You'll, you will function in a way that, that defies comprehension. And, and that's, you know, I want to keep people on that view instead of the license view, just like, I'm just going to pray a prayer and do what I want. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to, I want to take the last couple minutes we have here um he says in verse um in verse 24 it's one of my favorite verses in the new testament he says now to him Mm. who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy man i find comfort in that mike because the reality is um living in a world that perverts the grace of god living in a world that says you you got to save yourself in some way you got to save yourself here what he ends with is there is one who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before his presence. And that is a, just a, a, that is such an, a, just an eye-opening um, concept that, that even when I'm running through life and I'm, and, and I'm running into all the things I'm running into, Mike, I still have somebody who's able to keep me and able to present me. I love that. Keep me and present me. I need those things. I need to be kept by God and I need to be presented blameless by God. And those are the things he does for me. Are they not? Expand on that in the last minute and a half that we have. I mean, what I love about Jude, it's so concise. One chapter, we did it right here. And again, it's greeting, warning, expectations, and then hope. He Amen. does. He doesn't just, you know. That's great. Lower the boom on us and and oh, you know, and rebuke us. He, he again. He he warns us. He, he instructs us, and then he ends with hope. And that and that's that's the you know because where does our hope lie? It lies in Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, man, I I appreciate you. Um, I, I appreciate you know God bringing you out here and 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 ministering. And and I think what I love most is you you and I share a similar very same view of grace and it's very much not something that's to be taken advantage of as as you'd mentioned in this and it's something that that when you realize the longer you walk with jesus mike you know this when you realize what god has forgiven you of when you realize that if he doesn't if he doesn't keep you and if he doesn't present you you really are 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 
are kind of hosed because it's kind of <laughs> it's really something where it's like you don't have any 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 hope like you said and so man i really appreciate you um and coming in and and, and talking about this and i want to obviously we'll have you in a lot more but we're out of time for this episode and so we want to invite you back to shouts of grace we air each weekend on saturdays and sundays and we look forward to sharing our time with you next time god bless your week Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.